Welcome to Become an Idol. I'm Dr. Robin Sargent, owner of Idol Courses. This is the place where newbies come to learn and veterans share their knowledge. I have here with me today, Marilyn Day, and she is one of our recent Idol success stories. And so Marilyn, will you please do a better job of introducing yourself and give us a little background about you and where you were before you joined the Idol Courses Academy? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here today. I have always designed some sort of training in my career. I have I was doing instructional design before I knew what that was called. And most recently, before I transitioned into idea, I was working as a career coach. But it was during the pandemic. And so there was a lot of conversations that came up that was the same conversation over and over. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if I could just make one thing give it to all my students, <laughs> you know, so that we're all on the same page. I'm not having that same conversation over and over. And that's what really kind of piqued my interest in instructional design was figuring out how to make that large of an impact. So I found idle courses. Oh my goodness, was it? It was the fall of 2021. And I did the cohort and it was such an amazing experience. And right away at work, they gave me more projects to do that were related to instructional design. And from there, everything just grew and grew. Okay. So you got to tell me a little bit more. So what kind of career coaching were you doing? Like what kind of organization were you working at? Was it for a college or university or? Yeah, it was an ed tech company called Chewu. And so they managed boot camp programs that partner with lots of universities. So I was working with mostly students on the West Coast, but eventually from all over. And then they also worked with some grad programs. I was also working with students who were getting a master's or, you know, going back to school after they've been in their career. So it was really cool. I got to talk to a lot of different people, meet a lot of different people, but we did run workshops. And so one of the projects that I got to do was a group coaching pilot. Really, we wanted to find out, is this something our students would do? Historically, the coaching model was just one-on-one. And so I got to either write curriculum from scratch or take courses that were an hour and a half and really like get them down to a good 10 minutes of content so that most of that time that we had with the students could be used for a group coaching discussion. But we really wanted there to be a topic at the beginning of each session so that there was some general information. Everyone was on the same page and there was a jumping off point. So that was, that was one of the projects that I did that was a lot of fun. As we got that feedback right away from our students, we did surveys right after I got feedback from the facilitators. So it was like, okay, change this, tweak this. So it was really fun to like update it all in real time as the pilot got up and running. So now when you went through the Idle Courses Academy, you kept your same job as yes, you know, a career counselor and or a career coach. And so then while you're going through the program, Part of you know the exercise was to work in your current position to build this group coaching. So mm-hmm. then what happened? Did you are you still with your current company? I mean, the one that you started with, Marilyn, or have you gone on to become an instructional designer solely? Or tell me what that was. Yes, like. I've transitioned solely into instructional design um, as much 
as I love my two U colleagues, they just didn't have the opportunities. Like I think once people got into that role there, like they were happy. <laughs> so it was, it just, unfortunately the timing didn't work out, but I am now fully working as an instructional designer with Google for designing courses for their data centers. So it, that's been like a totally different experience because now it's fully e-learning courses using a new tool called Evolve. Um, so I know a lot of the the training that I've done focused on storyline. And so then it was a transition into, okay, great. You get to learn Evolve, which I actually like a little more than storyline. I'll be honest. Um, There's a couple of tools I like more than storyline. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I, I love it because it's very short projects. Each course is 30 minutes. So I'm not, you know, I'm not taking like months and months and months to get something out. It should get one thing out the door and then you, you know, move on to the next thing. And so did you, okay, so I want to go through your, through your story. All right. So yeah. like, I want to build something that's repeatable that I don't actually have to repeat out of my mouth all the time. So that's how you found instructional design. Right. Right. And then um, did you know that you would be switching careers or was it really just about building a course or bettering your current role? And then you were sparked to switch. How did, like what happened once you enrolled? Or what yeah, was it? So I, I really, I think I did want a change because I love learning. And I think that's the great thing about instructional design is I don't get bored. <laughs> There's like, I'm always learning something, even if the process is the same. Like I'm doing courses on machines and like how to work with machinery that like I would have never even thought to research that on my own. So it's it's just a lot of fun. So that was really why I was like, okay, I think this uh, career path is going to be good for me just because it there's usually I get bored if I do the same thing enough times. <laughs> so I feel like <laughs> this is a, a great way to avoid that, right? I get to always be learning something new, always working with new people with like lots of different subject matter experts. And so, so far, so good <laughs> the first year in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, all right. So you're like, okay, maybe I do want a career change. And so that's why you rolled it in the Idle Courses Academy, but you found it that other way. Okay. So then once you start going through, tell me about like your timeline, what you built first, just take us through your, your journey. Yeah. So I started really with the do it messy. And at the time it was the 14 days instead of steps, but it actually worked at a time that I was off work for a leave of absence. So I was like, okay, of the time I'm going to dive in, I'm going to get this done before I go back to work. So the timing just really worked out. So I was able to really get that first, I think it was that first rise course out the door that was really the first one where I'm like, okay, like things are, <laughs> things are moving. Like I can do this. And then from there, it was really about refining right now. I have assets. Some are really bad. Some are okay. <laughs> some are good. Right. It's like, so how do I, how do I make the good ones better? And then how do I start doing this a little more seriously? So that's how I, I talked to my manager, got opportunities at work. I had a great volunteer experience with Rumi Learn. It's a R-U-M-I-E. So if anyone listening is looking for volunteer opportunities, it was just so supportive and it was very flexible too. I think they only ask for like five hours a week of your time. So that was a lot of fun. I got to write some essentially like micro learning 
for their audience. And again, researching topics like, like becoming a zookeeper or (laughs) coffee, like sustainable coffee habits, right? Which that actually influenced my own coffee drinking choices after I did that research. So that was the, the kind of the volunteer side. And then should I keep going? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and (laughs) so you started building your assets, you volunteered with Rumi and then what did you do next? Yeah. And then I landed a contract with Idle Talent. So that was really like my first, like, I guess, official (laughs) ID project outside of my current company that was, you know, paid experience. And so that was really, I think I listed it as self-employed because like at the time I was billing, like I was invoicing for my time. So I had to be very organized and track like, okay, here's the hours I'm working on it. Like I didn't report to manager. It was just the project manager of the project. She set us up with like, here's the time you meet with your SMEs every week. Here's what we need from you. Here's your deadlines. Go. So it was very structured, but flexible, if that makes sense. I was able to look at, okay, here's my deadlines. And then like I could work at 10 p.m. on Sunday, (laughs) like if I wanted to like get something done. And so... Like that was just another, again, another great experience. And that was, again, like topics that I didn't know anything about in the tech world. So it was a lot of fun to try to figure it out and and work with the SMEs who like really knew their stuff. And I think that was the first time I got to work in a role where I wasn't also the expert and the instructional designer. (laughs) I was able to work with someone else who was the expert and just focus on designing the course. And in Idle Talent, that specific project that I'm thinking of without giving away too much, like you need the SMEs because it right. is, <laughs> it's, it deals with cloud servers and whatever mm-hmm. else. And I mean, you just, there's just no, there's just no way to even navigate it without SMEs and that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not something you can go learn yourself with like a, a 20 minute video <laughs> for sure. <laughs> And so how long did you do a contract with Idle Talent? I think so. I think it was supposed to be three months, but it was a little longer than that. I don't know exactly, but I was able to finish the two-hour course storyboard, got it into Rise for them. So was able to get that delivered to them. And then right when that ended, I started my job with Google. So it just, the timing worked out pretty well. So did you, had you applied to work for Isle Talent and Google kind of at the same time and you were interviewing while you were working? How did that work out? Yeah, so the the role with Google, so it's actually like like a contract through another, like another company is paying me, but like I'm at Google. Yeah. And so I actually got it through LinkedIn, through somebody I knew at the Academy. I don't even know how, but I think just through all the connections I saw somebody say like, Hey, we're looking for an instructional designer in the Portland area. And I just messaged them. We had an interview. And then a week later, they offered me the job. So that was just like, it was a whirlwind. But it's definitely because of the contacts I made at Idol. I think they'd hired Idols before who had worked with them and had a great experience. So like they, I mean, they didn't tell me why they hired me, but I'm assuming that definitely had a part in, you know, why they selected me for an interview. 
I think with that company that you're talking about, the staffing agency that contracts out to Google, I think we've had three or four other idols work for them on Google projects before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure, I mean, it's not, that doesn't, I mean, that might have helped you get an interview or something, but you are the one who had to win that job, Marilyn. So what Great. did they give you a test or it was just one interview and it done? was just one interview and it, which was, I was so thankful for <laughs> talk to Robin because I had gone through some process where it was like months of meeting with somebody, meeting with the team, building them a project, walking them through the project. Right. So like, it was just so nice to have a process where like they knew exactly what they wanted, what they were looking for. I just kind of walked her briefly through a project in my portfolio as part of the interview. And like, that was enough information for them to make a decision. So not, not all interviews are going to be like that, but it was, I was very thankful that it was finally like a fast process. (laughs) I mean, that's incredible. So did you, when did you quit your job? Were you working your full-time job while doing the contracts or? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I definitely had a very supportive manager. And then with that job too, basically I, I, I scheduled half an hour coaching sessions with students Monday through Friday. So that's why again, like I said, 10 PM Sunday, like the flexibility with that was perfect. Cause as long as I didn't work on it when I was meeting with students, it worked out really well, but yeah, for sure. I wanted to hang on to, you know, the job and the benefits until I was able to switch to something else. Yeah. Yeah. No, very smart. Okay. And so then once you got hired at Google, did they ever tell you what made you kind of stand out to them? Did they say like, oh, you loved your portfolio or did they give you any hints? Yeah, they. she did say she really liked my portfolio during the interview. <laughs> so and again, that that portfolio was reviewed by Idol, right? Peer feedback and then coach feedback. And each of the projects had that feedback cycle as well. So like I I always shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> if anybody wants to get into ID, I'm like, you gotta check out Idol courses. <laughs> that that is so cool. Okay, so now you've gotten into the job, and I am pretty sure that the job for the contract with Google is different. <laughs> From the type of work you did for Idle Talent, because I gotta admit, like yes, <laughs> contract with Idle Talent, like that's no joke. You're kind of thrown into the deep end on that contract. Mm-hmm. You agree, right? And so, right. yes. <laughs> so, what were you kind of? I'm sure that it was kind of night and day, but like, what were some of the things that you were surprised about, Marilyn, or like delighted, or I don't know, raised your eyebrows? What was it about your current job? Yeah. So my current position, it puts a lot of responsibility on the SMEs to create the content, which I hadn't come across before in ID. So it is like, I do like writing, but it's also a nice break from it. So we really, we meet with them. We, we consult with them. We do a lot of work helping them write the objectives because otherwise it's understand, understand, understand. And we're like, okay, let's, let's really figure out what is the goal? What is the outcome? And if it is understanding something, like just asking them the right questions to really pull out what it is that they're wanting the outcome to be. So, so we do a lot of that, but then really they're responsible for the content of the course. And then I get to really develop that into the e-learning course. So I do a lot of cleaning up of grammar, 
a lot of the courses are translated. So we also, I also have to follow a style guide, right? No contractions, just little things that I wouldn't think about other if it wasn't being translated, right? It's like, how do we keep this simple? Make it very clear and plain language. And then I get to have a lot of fun doing graphic design. So we use Figma, which I had never used before. And every now and then I have to open up Photoshop because Figma doesn't do everything, but it does a lot. It's it's basically like a giant canvas that you just get to play on. <laughs> so I get to, you know, take the photos that they give me, the images, the screenshots, really transform them. And then we we do create at least one interaction per module. So we, we give some interactivity to the courses, but it's not just clicking for the sake of clicking, right? It's really how do we chunk out this content so the learner can stay focused on one thing at a time? So what do you like? What do you like the best now that you are in it, Marilyn? What's kind of your, what lights you up? Yeah, I mean, I, I can, I like, I think it's the pace of it. I think it's just getting to do something new every couple of weeks. Obviously some projects go a little longer than others based on SME availability and other priorities that they're juggling. But I like that I get to really have an impact on, on a lot of different people um, in a lot of different places. And then that I don't have to really like stick with that one thing for months and months. Like I get to put it out in the world and then I get to, <laughs> to do something new again. It's so satisfying, isn't it? You know, yeah. just, look, look, look what I got to build. I mean, that's how I feel too. I, I understand that feeling. Okay. And so Marilyn, I mean, it really just seems like in your journey, you, it just, everything clicked along. Was there any kind of struggle that you went through? I mean, I'm sure there was, but like, would you put a name on it? Was there anything that you, yeah. that was hard for you? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it was tough interviewing and then getting like getting to be a finalist or getting through multiple rounds and then just not getting that feedback of what happened. And in one case, they were like, you're great. <laughs> like that was the feedback. They just, somebody else was great too. Right. So I think that's the part that can get both like simultaneously encouraging because you're like, okay, make progress. People can see my skills. I'm getting better at interviews. But then it's also discouraging because you're like, oh, I was really hoping that was the one. <laughs> so I think that would, was really like... And I've worked with students going through the same exact thing. So I think it's very common with that interview process. So yeah, just a lot, a lot of interviews. Um, so I would just really recommend to anyone listening, like don't get attached to any one job. Like there's, <laughs> there's lots of jobs out there and there's going to be one that if maybe if it doesn't check everything off your list, it's going to check most of the things off your list and it's, it's out there. So you just got to keep going. I mean, and for you too, Marilyn, I mean, we didn't even talk about how many inter other interviews you had, but it almost seems like, gee, who even cares about the other ones? You got a contract at Google. You're your first right. job. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like, you care about it when it's happening because <laughs> it's, just, it's just that disappointment of like, oh, I was hoping this is the one. But then, yeah, now on the other side, looking back, I'm like, yeah, like I probably shouldn't have spent so much time thinking about thinking about it after it was done and just look forward like look at that next opportunity I know because you exactly it's like you had no idea just what the outcome was going to be and now you're like oh 
you know, past Maryland, didn't need to fret so much. Right. <laughs> Just right around the corner. So yeah. now that you've been, so how many interviews did you have? Cause we, it kind of sounds like, you know, the way we told the story, it almost seems like, oh okay, yeah, just, you know, we're Friar Town and I got Google. So how many other, other right. interviews do you think you went through? A lot. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. I don't know an exact number, but like, I would say there was a good, probably like four or five companies that I had multiple rounds with. And then two simultaneously. And that was a tough month because like they were progressing like at the same time, like the same week. (laughs) So I remember I spent two days building a rise course for one and then like put together a presentation for the other company. And I was like, I've got to space these out. This is is too much at once. (laughs) Homework they're giving you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah. And it, so it was a lot, but I would also say some of it was just also like that first intro call, like figuring out if it's something I even want to do. So there's also that to remember, like, is this a job I want? <laughs> so that first call with the recruiter, some people count it as an interview, some people don't, but I, I definitely think it's valuable to find out, like, is this for me? Were there any that you just rejected on your own or? Yeah. <laughs> So there was one company that I don't, I don't want to name them, but the pay was really low Mm -hmm. and they wanted to build like a 30 minute storyline course about outdoor survival skills. And like they sent like the whole script and this was for an insurance company. So I'm like, when are they going to need anything about outdoor (laughs) survival (laughs) skills? And they wanted you to like, record the script they wanted you to to make all the animation like this is like a full-on project that should already be in everyone's portfolio and I was just like I'm like can you use what I have and they're like no everybody has to go through the same process and I was like I'm good (laughs) like for the pay they were offering it just wasn't worth the investment to essentially build them a course that they'll never use yeah, that was their test. And so the fact that, that they was their test, yeah. Even the fact that they built a poor assessment was probably indication enough that you're like, eh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I could say if they were like, build us five minutes of any part of this, sure. But like they wanted like the whole they wanted the whole shebang. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're on the other side of it, Marilyn. I mean, you've you've um really I mean you did it. And so before I have you give us um, your you know best piece of advice, tell us, tell me uh, how long exactly did it take from you enrolling in Idle Courses Academy to your first contract with Idle Talent? How long was that? I think that was maybe only about six months. It was six months before you got yeah. your first contract? Yeah. And it, and it worked for me, right? Because I was working full time. So I wasn't on like full on, like, I've got to get this right away. I was like, I'll get it when I get it. <laughs> so so for me, that was a pretty, still pretty fast turnaround. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're taking, you know, a leisurely pace and you still land your job in six months, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty incredible. Right. Okay. <laughs> So you've been through it, Marilyn, and you are about to come become an Idle Course Academy coach for us. And you'll start this next cohort. And so now that you're all the way to this place in your journey, 
I want you to give your best and final advice for those who are looking to become an idol. Yes. I think my best advice is to just take action. And that's why I love Do It Messy, whether it's to make something new or to just send your send your resume out, right? Even if your resume is bad or you don't like it, like just start sending it because you don't know if it's working until you try. So just like take action. Don't get stuck in that kind of like perfectionist mindset. Um, cause you can always tweak as you go. You can always get that feedback and improve, but if you wait and wait and wait, you're just never going to get any forward momentum. And I think that you are exactly a testament of that advice, Marilyn. And thank you so much for coming here and sharing yes. your story and being a part of our idol team. Yes. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at idolcourses.com. If you like this podcast and you want to become an instructional designer and online learning developer, join me in the Idle Courses Academy where you'll learn to build all the assets you need to land your first instructional design job, early access to this podcast, tutorials for how to use the e-learning authoring tools, templates for everything course building, and paid instructional design experience opportunities. Go to idlecourses.com forward slash academy and enroll or get on the wait list. Now get out there and build transcendent courses.